It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. This, my friends, is Access Atlanta. It's a new podcast that shares the best things to do, see, eat, and experience. Welcome to Access Atlanta. Uh, I'm here with Rodney Ho and Melissa Ruggieri. Hi. How's it going? Good. Uh, glad to have you guys here, especially to talk about something that's very near and dear to me uh, that you guys have been working on. You want, want to tell me a little bit about this, Melissa? Sure. Well, Rodney and I had this idea a couple months ago. It actually started when I finally got out to Fantasyland Records, which yeah. is about three miles from where I live. And yet for the past eight years that I've lived here, even though everybody kept telling me, including my husband, you got to go, you got to go. And I went in there and I wound up spending like an hour and a half <laughs> because I was sucked into the vortex yeah. of used records, used 45s, used CDs, things that I didn't even know that I still wanted, but <laughs> I did. And I was actually texting Rodney from the store going, oh my God, you have to come here. You have to see this place. And then funny enough, like a week or so later, he happened to mention that, you know, he was thinking of doing a story about all the used record stores and how vinyl has sort of help keep them in business. And I said, oh, actually, I was just in Fantasyland and I thought about maybe writing about them. Let's right. do something together. So, so we, we combine forces. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, it's like, so do you, you were you shopping there, Rodney? I mean, you were, did you go oh, there or, no. any, or anywhere, like any other record stores that you go to regularly? Or No, I don't even own a turntable, but <laughs> I, I just found it fascinating. You know, I just found the whole concept of vinyl coming back fascinating right. in, in, in a weird retro way. And, yeah. uh, you know, obviously there are millennials that are into it because it's right. cool and it's different. And yeah. it's not at all digital. It's the opposite of digital. Yeah. Um, well, it's weird because we all grew up with, with actual vinyl. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I was more the cusp of vinyl changing over to CDs, but I have a sister who's 10 years older than I am, so she was the vinyl queen. Right. So as she got old enough to you know go off to college and move out of the house I started stealing a lot of her yeah. vinyl but then a few years later that's when you know CDs really became the you know the popular thing and I think one of the funny things that you know we we heard from some people talking to them is that people used to bring in their vinyl to trade in for CDs right. <laughs> and now it's the opposite right. yeah you know, a lot of people dumped all their vinyl in the 80s and 90s now they're coming back and collecting them again buying dark side of the moon again yeah. for the right. third time yeah. basically yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah weird but yes I just got a I got a turntable for Christmas last year because I decided to hop on that bandwagon right. too. And you know, on my Christmas list was you know the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper, and Billy Joel's The Stranger, and you know things that you know we had, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. no longer have. So yes, I, this is probably like the third or fourth incarnation of it being you know in my family's yeah properties. Well, it's really interesting. It's like you know some people might see it as sort of a 
um, you know, a regression of, of like sound quality or something. But then there are other people who say it really does. There's something about the sound of vinyl. Yeah, it's it's definitely the the warmer sound. Yeah, um, there's something very compressed about the sounds on on digital because they they take yeah. you know they they dumb it down in a right. sense. Right. Even CDs. I mean, CD. You know, if you went from vinyl to CDs, there was a compression there. Now CDs to MP3s and all the streaming. I mean, you know, you sound like the old person get off my lawn, but it's like kids today. I mean, they they actually don't you know unless they are into vinyl or they have a parent who's into it, they don't actually understand how crappy the sound is right. on streaming stuff because that's all they know i mean that's all they that's what they grew up with so they don't know any different but we, we actually got kind of lucky i guess in a, in a way with um rodney ran into some people at criminal records once you talk, talk about them a little bit oh yeah no i yeah i, I stopped by criminal which has been around for sure. a couple decades and very well established they almost died in 2011 they had to do a save criminal records campaign yeah. um right as at the cusp of uh, you know vinyl starting to pick up and he, you know yeah. fortunately eric levin who started record store day uh, yep. you know, was able to save it in effect. And yeah, I met a couple of people who were just shopping there and they said, you know, the reason why we're from Tampa, we're only here because Butch Walker keeps talking about it in concert. Right. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. So she got a hold of Butch Walker. So I reached out to yeah. Butch and, you know, and he, you know, told us about how he lived over there in Little Five Points for like 16 yeah. years and his routine every day was to just, you know, go over the, go over just the hang out. and hang out and yeah. talk to the record store clerk about what was out, what was, you know, what was cool or whatever. And then the day we were at Fantasyland just happenstance Ed Roland of Collective Soul comes in yeah. with, with his kids yeah. and he had just gotten off tour and you know said he comes in every couple months when he gets off tour and he just immediately went over to the new stuff and you know he knows the guys who own the place who are two really nice guys and you know they're like hey okay here's a new Paul McCartney <laughs> you know, or here's a new whatever and he walked out of there with a stack of records and that's he said you know and he actually talked a lot about what vinyl means to him sound wise as a musician so he was really into talking about just what the sound means from a musician standpoint too so you know as you were saying it, it really is a, a different sound well anyway i know it's like you mentioned it's like people hanging out butch walker hanging out mm -hmm. at the record store i mean when i was growing up that's what i did Me too. Was, was go hang out at the record store sure oh too, right? yeah absolutely yeah. Um, yeah and it's funny back in the day you know i spoke with jeff clark of uh, stomp and sammer and he yeah. he remembers that turtles and peaches the bigger chains were the more dominant forces that sure. indie record stores actually struggled but there actually seem to be more now because there's not a lot of competition mm -hmm. right. it's not like walmart is selling vinyl right now so yeah. that you can pretty you can pretty much have to go there to find vinyl yeah. so a lot of these indie record stores especially in downtowns of like noonan and Ackworth, they seem to fit in very well in like marietta square it fits in with the antique stores right. and the trendy restaurants it, it so they welcome you know woodstock welcomes having a record store in yeah. it, it it fits in the flavor of the of the downtown oeuvre. Yeah, it's amazing how many of these little small places, in, in small places, yes. little mm -hmm. small record stores like mm -hmm. in Avondale Estates, there's yes. one, there's right. one like in a little Oak Grove neighborhood. There's near one me. in Carrollton, yeah. I, Rodney went to many of them. Yes, <laughs> I, I, did a, I did a grand tour, yes. Yeah. I went to nine of them and it, it's interesting yeah, how yeah. some of them you know, these are people who really think they could you know, make a living out of it. I, I'd say it's a challenge still. I mean, you're never going to oh, get sure. rich owning a bomb and pop record yeah. store. Yeah, I mean, even Fantasyland, they talked a little bit about how the rent at their you know original location out on Peachtree Road, um, mm, which in the that 70s. in the 70s yeah. was $250 a month. Wow. And now they're just a couple miles away on Far Road, but still yeah. in Buckhead at like the bottom of an apartment complex looking oh, type it's building. Oh, far greater. And, and the, the owner said, Andy Folio said, you know, it's at least 20 times that, which, you know, and that's just kind of cool. And like you're saying, Shane, I mean, you know, we all are of the, the age that we grew up you know, spending hours, and that's how we learned yeah. about music. I, I mean, that and, and Butch said the same thing. I mean, that's that's just how you learned 
just you know pre-internet pre-internet you know or, or reading liner notes and looking at the artwork and and all that kind of stuff and i think butch had butch had a great quote which was uh you know like kind of try getting that kind of attention in target which yeah. which is true because you know that's not what they do there, there's nobody there who's gonna sit and talk to you about the latest album even from you know carrie underwood or j cole you know i yeah. mean it's it's just not what they do they're busy selling yeah. batteries and greeting cards you yeah. know? and and unfortunately that's what a lot of you know music purchasing has become it's you know click a button and and butch and i discuss this over email too there's something really unsatisfying about pushing a button yeah. <laughs> and downloading yeah, the, the something. hunting you know finding something you surprising doesn't isn't as exciting on the internet as yeah. it is if you're flipping through yeah. a bunch of vinyl yeah. i used to go through flea markets and and find oh, albums yeah. and that yeah. was you know it was it, it people was still sell adventure yeah you know yeah, people go to estate sales. In fact, yeah, I, mean, I ask people, well, you've got Craigslist, you've got eBay. Why, don't, why do you go to record stores? Yeah, it's yeah. the camaraderie. It's, it's the, it's yeah, the it connection right. with people. Right. Uh, and sometimes always having conversations with other people who are also music fans. Yeah. Just I, having I was, fun that way. I was kind of nosy with some of the people who were in Fantasyland when we were there just to kind of see what they were looking yeah. at. And, you know, and you know, back in the room where they have 45s, you know, I'm, I'm going through these like, oh, my God, I used to have this Duran yeah. Duran 45. And, you yeah. know, <laughs> or, or like, you know, bands that you don't even remember existed that may have had those. And they have cassettes there too at Fantasyland which was apparently which was there's a cool. very minor research yeah. into cassettes yeah, extremely I, I small I, I've seen that and there actually have been some reissues recently yes. on cassette which is very odd to me and they're selling players again they're selling cassette yeah. players again and um, Fantasyland has 8-tracks they, they talked about that Robert Plant came in in the 90s like looking for 8-tracks when he was here on tour and heard about them and walked out with a big box of 8-tracks because he had bought an old car that had an 8-track player so right. I guess that's the only reason you'd need an 8-track yeah because yeah, it's certainly not an audio file no, thing. It is not. No. Nor is it convenient. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no. you probably don't have a player in your right. house. <laughs> right, and you have to get out a little comb and stick it in there so it plays right. <laughs> exactly, uh, yeah. exactly. For, the, for you kids out there, you may not remember that, but 8-tracks <laughs> didn't often play quite right. You had to... That's why of, that's why cassettes took over for a yeah, time. Right. Yeah, it was, and then, it was a you know, slightly better medium. It's slightly better, yeah. and then, but then they would break. Right, and you, right. You'd have to stick a pencil in it and rewind it. If you rewind, we didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, not I enough remember, tension. I remember my sister complaining about that actually. So yeah, and then CDs did you know make life a little more compact, and you know it is more of a personal thing, um, yeah. and and it is the kind of thing that you you see like kind of what people's personalities are like, I think, by seeing, like, what they listen to yeah. and what, and go, like, you don't go through somebody's phone <laughs> to see no. what their playlists yeah, look like necessarily. If you're at a friend's house and you, you glance at their books and you mm-hmm. look at their records, yeah, it's just natural. Yeah. It's, it's not that invasive compared to going through your medicine cabinet. I guess. Yes. <laughs> or your phone, for that matter. Yes. <laughs> you know? I think people would feel weird handing over their phone to say, like, oh, yeah, check out my playlist, whereas if they're in your house and it's a bookshelf, it's, yeah, it's probably yeah. a little better. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's nice to see record stores coming back. It's, like, gives gives us music fans somewhere to gather I think in some way it does and I think Rodney you probably found out from all the ones you went to that it seems like vinyl is the thing that's keeping them in business yes certainly not CDs right now um, yeah. you know CDs are practically being given away I mean at Fantasyland they're all five bucks and, yeah. and they said that you have to pay them to take your CDs <laughs> at this point yeah. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. It's like, you know, my, my local record store where I've been going forever and ever is Wuxtry over in Decatur. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, you know, they've been they've stayed so in you business. Know, so you by, know Mark, Matthew. I know Mark and, and Richard. 40th and, anniversary yep. on November 9th. They're bringing the swimming pool cues back. Yeah, yeah oh, I know. For, yeah, for over a little concert. Vista Room. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's very exciting, but the, um, it's amazing that they've been there that long, and and in Athens as well. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think a lot of what kept them afloat was all that vinyl. They've they've they made never walked away. Yeah, they never walked no. away from it. They've always had vinyl there. I mean, they had the CDs and everything and and other stuff, but it's that, that vinyl has always been there that secondary market has survived to yep. a degree yeah and expanded i yes. mean it, now it, it's expanded it, it's probably been about six or seven years since the trend started. really started picking up yeah, yeah and the kids started finding out yeah. about it and then you know i guess urban outfitters yeah, yeah urban outfitters. or there like we we, you know la 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 you know it's record players being like the chic thing to bring back in certain movies and tv shows that yeah. it's like a hipster thing almost. yeah but, and it's great i mean when you get the vinyl you know some people might not know that most of the time you get a download code so even if you right. don't you know, it's like you can have the vinyl and still listen to it on all of your devices. Right. You don't have to worry about uh, you I know, can't transferring it. Or, it. Yeah. 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 Of course, so you're losing you, that sound quality again. You but, do. You lose the sound quality. But at least you're getting the, the portability. You know, but yeah. yeah, you get right. the portability. So you have mm-hmm. the best of both worlds there. You have the all the art and all of that stuff, which is one of the things I miss. Me too. Yes. The, the liner you know, notes. Yeah. Oh, I miss those liner and notes. It's funny. Yeah. For a time, people were buying vinyl just to have the art and stick it on yeah. walls. Yeah. I think that was apparently a thing and still a thing. Because it is art. Well, you should see my office at home. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, it is art. You can frame it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you can't do that with a download. <laughs> nope. no, you and even the CD lost a little bit of it. It's yeah. so, so much smaller. Yeah. It didn't quite capture it. Yeah. yeah. You can maybe make a, like a mural yeah. <laughs> CD covers or something. It's true. But yeah. Well, this is great. I, thanks so much for uh, doing this because I'm very excited to uh, to hear all of these uh, these cool uh, musings about record stores. And yeah, we wrote the story for you, Shane. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, hey, I, I am definitely the uh, demographic for You're this. You're a supporter. Uh, I am. And, and, so you know, yeah, keep, keep that in mind. Go support your local record stores. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Everybody, go out and support your local record stores. Yeah, and, we, uh, we have a list of eighteen of them in Metro Atlanta. Yeah, there's so many. You'd be amazed to find out. Um, and uh, so here, we're going to hear from a few of them uh, right here. Thanks so much. I'm Rodney Ho, and this is Melissa Ruggieri from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We are here at Fantasyland Records in Buckhead. We're checking out one of the oldest independent record stores in town, and uh, they've been in this location for eight years. Let's check it out. Let's go inside see everything they've got. Hello. How y'all doing? Hey, Melissa. Hey, Mark. How's it going, Mark? Mark Gunter, manager, Fantasyland Records. All right, Mark. Let's do the grand tour of this place. Show us some, some of the I'll cool stuff it. you guys have here. I'll do it. Mark, how long have you been the manager at Fantasyland? Oh, gosh. 30, 38 years? Well, tell us a little about the, the layout of the store. Mm-hmm. Um, you walk it's in. It's huge. And, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize we have the big room here. Right. That has all the, uh, uh, the vinyl from the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm and then a section for 70s through the 90s, mm-hmm. which goes around the, uh, around the back side there. Yeah, side and then the new stuff. A lot and of then new all stuff. the new vinyl right. that we have over here. Which I think which is set you, you know, apart a little from some of the other places. Yeah, the, well, the, I think most stores now carry both used and new. But so much of it, you have a lot yeah, of new stuff. Yeah, probably, uh, we probably have as much as uh, you know, uh, some of the other stores, yeah. or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you find that that moves pretty well. Yeah, time. yeah. You know, the. Uh, Profit margin isn't as good as on the used, but it, it yeah. brings people in. 
you know, looking for new releases, and they might pick up a, you know, a new release of, mm -hmm. like, say, the new Prince mm -hmm. uh, release mm -hmm. by mm -hmm. that, which is, you know, twenty, twenty-five, thirty dollars. Mm -hmm. But then they'll buy, you know, thirty or forty dollars worth of used records, right? Which we, you know. You know, make more of, but um, <laughs> I mean, why, why do you think vinyl has come back? What's kind of your theories? I'm sure there's multiple theories here. There uh, is uh, a lot of it's the millennials, and they're it's all brand new to them, you know, records, and they just think it's you know, so cool, so different, you know, because they've been they grew up on the streaming, right, and download nothing to touch, nothing, yeah, no, no, nothing no, to look so, at, no. nothing to learn from, really. Nothing I mean, there's no liner notes, there's no, it's no. just music coming from a cloud yeah. somewhere, yeah, and they just. And it's just not them. It's uh, people who grew up on it are going back to it also. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of people who sold off their vinyl in their 90s are now oh, exactly. yeah. collecting, having to buy Dark Side of the Moon again. Right. Well, back I, in the 90s, people would come in unloading their vinyl right. to get CDs. <laughs> now, it's the, now it's the opposite. <laughs> but I think but the sound quality, too. Is, sound quality is, is the main thing. That's people especially are, people who grew up with it remember yeah. the difference. In, if you could AB, if, you had a, if you're playing a CD mm -hmm. or a streaming or a download, right next to the same album mm -hmm. on vinyl, you could tell the difference. Yes. And uh, The compression changes yeah, a lot yeah, in the sound. It is, yeah. 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 Especially uh, the analog records that are reissued or recorded on analog. Mm -hmm. And you get the full sound, mm -hmm. full richer sound, as opposed to CDs, which I don't want to get all technical <laughs> about it, but, no, but it's CDs true. are like a sampling of the sounds. You don't get it, get it all. Right. And, and, and downloads and streaming are yeah, even, you know, yeah, right, right. more compressed. Yeah. And yeah. another thing, people just like having building the record collection. Mm -hmm. It's very coming, personal, right? Yeah, it is, mm -hmm. yeah. You can tell a lot. You can go over to someone's house and look at their record collection. Right, right. Tell a lot about their personality right. from what they listen to. That's true. It's very different than looking at your phone. It <laughs> is. People it don't is. flip through your, yeah, your... Here's, no. here's my Google Play yeah, you, right, app. Yeah. <laughs> you can see what I've downloaded. It's <laughs> right. not quite the same no, relationship to You to have stuff. the big, nice yeah. album jacket. Right. The, right. the artwork and And I hear people who have like record parties, you know, who, oh, yeah. you know, they'll just invite friends over yeah. on a Friday night and yeah. everybody brings a record. Yeah. And then, it's just a part you know, of the, the like culture. A, you, yeah. just, you, know, yeah. you have to actually listen to the record and you know, put it on, flip it over for side two. Right. And um, yeah, it's just something good to come home from mm -hmm. school or work and have your record collection on the shelf there and just pick out what you're in the mood to listen to. Yeah. And you know, sit it on. something else we were talking about, just looking around, I, I, I love like just the fact that you have things in like cardboard and peaches crates. Yeah, <laughs> we're not, not yeah, we're yeah, Some of the other stores are a little fancier. They've got <laughs> more furnishings, you know. Yeah, we keep it real classic looking mm -hmm. record store look here mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the old uh, wooden crates and I think people like that more. And do you find like that people come in to do exactly what we all used to do. Well, not we all, but those mm -hmm. of us of a certain age used Fishing, to do. so to speak. Yeah. The, you know, like, I, you know, every time I come in, I just immediately, I just want to paw through things. You oh, know? yeah, I sure. I just want to, yeah. you know, remember yeah, that, you know. if you're like me, you go into Japan a record store. existed. Yeah, yeah. If you, unless you have a list of what you're looking for, you <laughs> right. just draw a blank. Of, what was that I was looking right. for? So you just right. kind of just go from A to Z and right. say, oh, I forgot. That's what I was looking for. Right. Or, and then while you're looking, well, oh, I remember that's what I was looking for. It's like, oh, right. And yeah. that I haven't heard in a long right, time. Right. I don't know where that CD is anymore, so I'll just buy it again. Right. for four bucks or five bucks. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just fun. People come in, especially on Saturday, mm -hmm. spend oh. two or three or four hours. A lot hours. of casual, just people yeah. just hanging yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of a good meeting place, you know, kind of almost like a town hall. Can you show us some of the highlights yeah. of some yeah. of the quirky things? I know sure. you guys yeah. have even old rock magazines. Yeah, and right. We are. R. Kelly and Keen next to each other. Uh, <laughs> here you are. 
from time to time, I mean, people bring them in, old 16 magazines mm -hmm. from the 60s. And this is the, the new vinyl section where it uh, just starts from A, from, from AHA to the zombies. That's awesome. <laughs> and everything in between. And everything in between. Driving That's and crying. Right. Yeah. My Duran Duran boys. Yeah, from the new, ba new yeah, bands. Yeah, Duran Duran in five seconds of summer, you know? I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's always neat to kind of look at who's right next to somebody. Right. Like Bob Dylan next to the doors. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> or Fatboy Slim and Fallout Boy. Yeah, those are, you know. Yeah, Marvin Gaye. And you guys do a really great job, I think, of labeling stuff. Because yeah, we always get complimented from Cause people with our too organi much? Yeah, yes. organization. Yeah, because yeah, some places I hear, they just kind of throw things in together. Right. It just makes it it's too much work. It's like going to a clothing store when they're having the sale, and yeah. it's like, here's the size, right. and then there are 9,000 yeah. yeah. things in there. You have there. two days to go through it. <laughs> right. But, but right. here, you can go exactly to the, right. you know. Any, any place from Beatles to White Stripes. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, you don't just have, like, the G section. <laughs> you know, you're right. going to have Ghost and Britain. Right. Now, Ghost yeah, and Britain have... Gilbert next to each other. That's another one. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it's actually pretty good. Yeah. And then now you, you've got we're, cassettes, Yeah, we're too. deeply amused yeah. that you have a lot of cassettes still. Yeah, believe it or not, cassettes are making a bit of a comeback. Ooh, St. Elmo's Fire. Right on. And cool. most of it is... Uh, yeah. Uh, younger kids, teenagers and 20-somethings. And here. somebody must have an old Starship. Yeah. boombox, I guess. Yeah, I guess, yeah you can find uh, actually, I do. tape Ooh, players at shop. Goodwill. <laughs> and, and actually, they're making them again. Making yeah. cassette, cassette players? Cassette players. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In fact, we just got an offer or, uh, from a distributor to carry um, like portable yeah. uh, tape players, which we were probably going to carry. Huh. Yeah, because we're That's selling so, cool. so many tapes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and bands are actually no releasing... No one bought this ever, even when it was <laughs> the second album. Not, not as good as the first. <laughs> and some bands are releasing their albums on tape, believe it or really? not. Really? Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Look, Rodney, it's your favorite. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? It's I know, favorite, right. Richard Marks. The 8-track. Oh, uh, yes, your favorite. I love Richard Marks. Rodney does not. He's wrong. 8-track <laughs> craze hasn't started yet. But, uh, yeah, well, Andy mentioned that... You know, you still that you that you yeah, sell. Yeah, believe it or not, well, but you would need a really old car. To yeah, play. actually, about God, it's been 20 years ago. It was back in the mid 90s. Robert Plant came in, and they were touring. Came in here. Yeah. Yeah, we were oh, at, at our original place on Peachtree, and we had he was they were traveling around in a bus, mm -hmm. but he uh, had purchased an old Oldsmobile uh, convertible out in Texas, and it had an A track player in it. So they got into town, and somehow they found out about our store. And somebody and it came in and asked us if we had eight tracks. I mean, it was cool. He ended up buying a big box full of eight tracks. Wow. And so, and you know, know, he probably tells people now when they say, "Where'd you get that eight track from?" <laughs> oh, this little record store. In, but it was cool. You know, he was Robert Plant. Yeah. yeah. You know, what celebrities have popped in here over the years? Oh uh, gosh, like, uh, Michael Jackson came in one time back in the nineties. Did he have an entourage uh, with him, or? Uh... He just had his uh, limo driver and Emmanuel Lewis with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's it was, random, but he does was, live, Emmanuel Lewis does live in the area, so it, it makes a, sense. Okay. Yeah, it was as uh, bizarre, so, yes. yeah. kind, of, yeah. kind of bizarre as you would think. Yeah. Do you remember what he purchased? I uh, <laughs> can't remember. It was some records. I uh, can't remember what it was, but he had a hat on, scarf over his face. Yeah, it was, and were there people in the store also, or did, did they like ask to come time, in privately? People or? were just kind of gawk. You know, yeah. yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're this was really before him. smartphones, thank goodness. So. Yeah, it, yeah. Or, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. And, uh, Elton John ever popped by? Elton's never been in. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was just, a Tower Records guy in the day. He was a Tower day. guy, yeah. yeah. He's never been. Uh, Eric Clapton's been in a couple of times. Uh, Robert, uh, Peter Buck and Mike Mills from mm -hmm. R.E.M. I would time. hope so. Sure. Yeah. Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, Elvis Costello. Oh, Elvis uh, came in by. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah he was cool. Yeah. Uh, Burt Reynolds came in a couple of times. Aww. Yeah. 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 
So we are here at Fantasyland Records, and we ran into Ed Rowland. <laughs> and I ran, I ran into you. <laughs> of Collective Soul fame, of course. And Ed, apparently, um, it seems like as soon as you walk in, they know you, so you are here pretty often. They better know me. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're great. They, I always come in, and uh, Mark always makes sure I get what I want. He knows what I like, and just fun stuff. You know, because that's all I listen to when I'm home is vinyl. Yeah, I, I, I really, I don't stream, I don't do any of that. When I'm on the road, I read, and I hear enough music when I'm on the road. Right. So, enough of that. But when I come home, Sean's here with me, our engineer producer, mm -hmm. and we literally sit there and listen to vinyl when, before we start recording as a band, and kind of hear the ideas that we all grew up in, and that, and the tones that we enjoyed. And is that what it to. is for you, the the sound? It is of, of the vinyl. It, that... it just, and it, once again, it's. It just sounds more real right. to me. Right. So I'm not saying it is or isn't, but that's just how we feel as a band. And when you come in here, what are you looking for usually? Are you going doing old stuff, new stuff? Just all of the and, above. And like, what prompted you to come in today? Like, what, what were you shopping for? Um, I don't know. I hadn't been here. We just got <laughs> off tour, so we see each other about once every three months, I think. And I come in and leave full-handed. Right. So I brought my boys to help me load up the car of the day. Yeah. Have so, you gotten them into vinyl too? Oh yeah, Lindsay. Uh, uh, my oldest it loves it. He's got one in his house. He actually gave his girlfriend a record player a couple of years ago. Remember? See, Good job, Lindsay. see, I got him. You've taught him well. And and it's always cool to bring him here because he'll he'll go look around. Mm -hmm. My youngest will play video games the whole time right now. So. <laughs> uh, yes, he <laughs> he's giving you the thumbs up. Thanks, Lennon. <laughs> well, you know he's a different generation, and but, and you know and and that's one of the things like you know we've all talked about is. <clears throat> this to us is what we all used to do. You know, right. used to come in and, and paw through things and right. you know, like talk to the manager and say, "Hey, can you put this on for me? Can I hear this or whatever?" Right. And it's so different for like your kids, I'm sure, with, with their generation that hitting a download button doesn't really have the same. Right. They're they're um, they're they're the they're thinking too much too quick, too mm -hmm. much going on too quickly. Mm -hmm. Whereas that's one of the reasons I love vinyls because I can put it on, I can leave it, mm -hmm. and I can do something for. 20 minutes aside, mm -hmm. you know, basically. Mm -hmm. And I, I just enjoy that moment. Mm -hmm. I love, I turn it up real loud when I take showers. I listen to vinyl while I bathe, just to let you know. <laughs> I'm clean today. What are you listening to when you take a shower? You know what? I go back to it right now. I've really gotten caught up. It's just that whole uh, Tom Petty thing. Mm -hmm. And then I always go back to my hero, Elton John. Just, mm -hmm. just. Mm -hmm. Different, uh, the older ones like Haunted Chateau mm -hmm. was what I bathed through the day. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> now you know. <laughs> we all know Ed Rowland's bathing habits and mm -hmm. listening. <laughs> so if I'm in the shower more than one side, that means I've been in the shower too long. So <laughs> that's, right. that's why I just that's put it on one side. Yeah. On. <laughs> <laughs> right. you know, funny, I Shrinkage. Actually, I was just looking at the Elton John collections of stuff over mm -hmm. there and seeing Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, you know, that double, that double album again. It's like you just already remember opening it and We had it out it last and, night, you know, yeah. and it's just... Um, yeah. There's something special about it. I mean, once again, it's our generation, my generation, mm -hmm. and, I, mm -hmm. and I love that. But like I said, the younger generation is catching it. Lindsay and I kind of connected when he was young teenager, being mm -hmm. a young teenager. We'd mm -hmm. go in and he'd find the bands that he liked, you know, he'd try to introduce me to bands mm -hmm. from Phoenix to, you know, 21 Pilots, mm -hmm. all these that I'd heard of, but like it's fun to watch him get it and right. listen to it. And but is, and is he still buying some, like some of these mm -hmm. new bands release stuff on vinyl oh, yeah. too, so yeah. that's, Oh yeah, you know. he does vinyl. Yeah, yeah. I'll so, make sure he does. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Gotta be a good dad, keep when, him on vinyl. <laughs> when you mentioned that, you know, before you guys start recording or whatever that you might put some stuff on, like what are you usually listening to when, when you do that? This time we listened to Tom Petty because we were doing a lot more percussion, like shakers and mm -hmm. stuff. Where Sean, he was like, my he lord, I didn't us. know they had shakers and tambourines so loud. I'm like, all right, let's bring them up in the mix. Mm -hmm. So, and um, uh, I was listening to Sunvolt's record 
and they had a tone that I liked. So it's one of those things where you're just learning um, tones. Mm -hmm. And I I remember telling Jesse, I was like, I love this tone. And actually, Peter Stout had stopped by the house that day, and they... And I'm going to put Peter to work yeah, playing guitar right. if he's in my house. Right. And I was like, man, let's record. You know, the studio's in the home. I was like, let's record. But listen to this tone. And I, and I showed him a song, and they analyzed that tone and came up with it, and it fit the song. And it's just it's things like that. You just listen and go, well, I like that sound. You right. know, not, nece- not necessarily that you would pay attention to as an easy listener, but we kind of studied it a little bit. You know, what when, when CDs first came out and everything <clears> from cassette to CD and then vinyl sort of took the back seat, were you a CD guy in, in, during the yeah, CD years? Yeah, and then because, now you just kind of yeah, gone back because, to vinyl? Yes, because it was easier because, you know, to be on the bus, and that's the thing now, to, to be on the, the bus, you, yeah. the, there's no way to have a mm-hmm. uh, vinyl. You're skipping every time. <laughs> yeah, unless you stop and then if the generator's off, you're, yeah. you're out of luck, right. you know, it's just so it's not feasible. But I do have a case and I do have... Uh, Record player ready to go if they can ever figure out the steadiness of the bus. Remember when portable CD players first came out? And, oh, yeah. and I remember riding my bike and I'd keep it on me and it would skip all the time. And they figured out how to get right. rid of the skip. So maybe. You well, know, a that's... bus is a different animal altogether. <laughs> Let me. First off, you're on there. Yeah, there's, you, there's six crazy men on there. First off, start there. <laughs> so, and this, and this is your place. This, this is your place is, in this town. Is, this is my place. How long have you been coming here? How long have been coming here? Three, four years? Five? Five years, I guess. And you just drove by, discovered it, or heard about it? Or no, what? I knew about it, yeah. and then just came in and just started buying up whatever I can. Because, like I said, when I'm home, that's all I listen to is vinyl. Right. right. And this is this is home for me. Yeah, that's awesome. And they've been very kind to me. Thank you, boys. <laughs> we are here at Fantasyland Records with Andy Folio. Okay. Andy, how, how, tell us about the history of Fantasyland. So you started in 1976, right? That's right, yeah. I started by trying to get rid of my spare records at flea markets and antique shows and finally saved up my money, saved up my pennies for about five years. And uh, October 1976, opened a little store up in Buckhead, a little small store. Rent was $260 a month. <laughs> Which is about twenty times that now, I guess. <laughs> At <laughs> <More>. least. <laughs> where, where, where in Buckhead was it? It was near Fellini's Pizza, Garden Hills area. So that's that strip Pete's that's Road. no longer there that they've yeah. since demolished recently. Yeah, right. okay. You were there for a long time, right? Yeah, we were there till '89 or so, and then we moved. Well, we were in the same shopping center. We moved to different, a uh, different space in the same shopping center, and then everything got uh, torn down and. Uh, 2010, we moved down here. We've been here eight years, so we've been in a total of uh, 42 years now. Wow! And yep. it looks as if this place is probably a lot bigger than the other places were. Well, this is roughly two or three times as big as our last location. Yeah, what's the square footage of this place? God, I don't know, 5,000 <laughs> square wow, feet or something. Easily, you're, you're easily the largest uh, shop in town now, right? I mean, yeah, we're very pretty good size. We're at least first or second, but there's uh, a lot of People still don't know this place exists. Do you, I mean, that's what I was going to ask about the location. You're, it's an interesting location here on Far Road that, you know, unless you kind of came down far, you might not necessarily know. Yeah, you were on Peachtree before, which is the busiest road around. Yeah, we still get a, get a you know, fairly good amount of people coming here, though. Mm-hmm. But this is a, one of the main roads in Buckhead. Mm-hmm. So we were lucky to find this place 
But, uh, and you like it here? You like this? I like everything about it except yeah. the rent's extremely yeah. <laughs> high. <laughs> well, you are in Buckhead, so I guess, yeah, that's yeah, good. We're, well, well, I mean, from a business standpoint, you know, vinyl has made such a resurgence in younger generations. Right. Like, has that helped you maintain the business? Oh, yeah. If it wasn't for the young kids, we'd probably be gone now because that's the backbone of our business. People from 18 to 40, maybe. You know, when they get over 40, 50, 60 years old, we don't have that many customers anymore. Really? Yeah. Why do you think it's, that is? I don't know. Did you ever hear from them? Oh, yeah. I mean, they come in here and we, you know, we got a lot of older customers mm -hmm. with the backbone of it, 70, 80 percent younger people. And you think, are they, from what you hear from them, are they just picking it up from their parents and... Yeah, a lot or? of that. And it's just something cool. I don't know. It took hold on the internet, you know, several <laughs> years ago. And it's cool to have a record player now and a lot of records. It is. And what's so cool about this place is that you have a huge assortment of used stuff from, you know, right. every decade. But yep. then you also have a really large assortment of new stuff as yeah. well. And I don't think yeah. every store necessarily has that. So what what's sort of your mentality going into the, per you know, as a buyer, you know, like what, what you're looking for to bring in? to the store that you think is going to sell? Well, we try to have a mixture of, you know, uh, alternative music and uh, reissues of older classic rock, you know, Pink Floyd, Jimi Hendrix, all that. Actually, I don't order any of the records. Mark does, mm -hmm. my associate. He, he orders it all, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, what moves now? What, what, what is the best among the new vinyl? What moves quickly? Better ask Mark about that. <laughs> oh, really? Fair enough. <laughs> well, let's see what else we got. Yeah. And uh, this is, you know, the 50s and 60s right here. Beach music. The used 50s and 60s. Everything from the animals and Beach Boys. My favorite, as you can see. And <laughs> yeah. do, do, these still, do you still find people bringing in oh. good, decent records? Oh, from all the time. Era? All the time. Found we in. have somebody now just bringing in some jazz records. Mm. Uh, and we just bought a collection yesterday of 1,200 records. Oh, that which, was the which one. Yeah. Uh, we had. So you yes, bought it from. So, so how does that work? I mean, I know any like anybody. Who, I could walk in with some CDs yeah. or vinyl mm -hmm. or whatever just but as a person. You just cherry pick a few you know you like. Usually, but when yeah. you have like 1,200. Well, if they're all good records in clean condition. Uh, yeah, and we'll, was we'll that just, just one person? Yeah. I mean, that was just a yeah. person with yeah. twelve hundred. And what do you do with the twelve hundred? Do you call? Do you put them all out, or some of them? What do you do with the ones? Uh, that we uh, just pull out the best ones, right, to begin with, mm -hmm. get those out, and then just kind of work on the others, you know, over time. Gotcha. And, and a lot of them we end up just never putting out because you know, yeah, not, sure, because they're probably not going to sell. Right, but, right, but you would right. buy, you bought them as a lot. Yeah, though. bought them as a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, do you donate some to Goodwill because we you don't do at times. Anymore? We do at times, yeah. yeah. Sure do. Yeah. When we run out of space. I was going to say, you have so much space, but you packed. only have but so yeah, much space. Yeah, yeah, we're running out <laughs> of yeah, What's your total number, of, what's your estimate, a number of actual vinyl you have oh, in, this, in this space? It's well, each crate holds 100, so. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, we can do a quick okay. estimate, yeah. yeah. Maybe 5,000. That's your kind of math. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love Yeah, maybe 40,000 LPs. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This is the 70s, the 90s records. Yeah. Inside, here. And then without hats, yeah. come on. Hey, yeah, safety yeah. dance, you know? Yeah. Actually, Pop Goes the World is... Uh, yeah, better song. I'm a little partial oh, yeah, to that. Too. Clover! Wow, they have Huey Lewis's first band, Clover. <laughs> now that's really cool. I should... I wonder, you know you guys how to have, song, uh, apparently, just question <laughs> Do you know if you have um, <laughs> Blue Angel? The band that Cindy Lauper was in. Uh, uh, we've had it before. Yeah, but uh, we don't. Have I used it right to have now. that. If we ever get it in, we'll put it in her section. Okay. Cindy Lauper. Because yeah, I used to have that album, and then it got destroyed in a flood yeah, at home. Yeah, it's pretty rare. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, uh, if we Juice get one Newton. in, I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah, I would. I would. I, will. I would yeah, love real. to have that again. Sure. Yeah. Love yeah. me some Juice Newton. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you can always get a good laugh out of. Yeah. And the producers from Atlanta, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, these guys are local. Yeah. 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 Psychedelic yeah. furs. Not many REM. Uh, just a few REMs. I guess they sell, yeah, right? They, they go quick. They go quick. They have nice one. Oh, you have a. I'm sure you get some cool REM stuff for yeah. you know just. Yeah, I bet there's certain yeah, acts like that the come that go. Yeah, we'll get people right. down there in the hip tone. Mm -hmm. Seven inch will come in. Yeah, which acts tend to go quickly? Like when you get something new in it, it tends to disappear. Uh, well, REM to one. REM uh, would make it would make sense. My boyfriend. Stuff, uh, you know, good Beatle <laughs> records, good old original pressing Beach Boys. Ooh. Uh, Dylan. Springsteen little thing. Springsteen sells, yeah. sure. Yeah, 245. Any any yeah, any of the classics. Oh, kind of groovy. Mm -hmm. People are buying, especially kids, because it's all new to them. They're buying yeah. it for the first time. Right. We will head down the, uh, the, the hallway and see what the aisle of, uh, yeah, the, the aisle of more discoveries. Yes. I need like a three-story house so I can <laughs> buy all this kind of stuff. All right, DVDs, kind of like CDs, kind of dying out. Yeah, right? DVDs. Did you used to have them in bigger? Uh, were, well, did, were DVDs ever a big deal did. for you guys? Probably back in the uh, nine, the two uh, thousands. Yeah, two yeah, thousands. But now, you know, we, like they're a, down to like three yeah. bucks each now. Yeah. yeah. At this point, you're probably not buying any DVDs. Nobody could possibly sell you a DVD pe at this point. People pretty much pay us to take their DVDs. Yeah, exactly. I would think so. And yeah. CDs are almost in that boat too. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Please. So Take, please take my beer fest That's right now. Yes, because you know <laughs> this is that Artie Lang some really interesting sections back here. <laughs> All right, now we're getting into a little more eclectic stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool stuff too. Um, old historical and political records. Political records, because yeah. if you listen to Edward R. Murrow, <laughs> wow. we're journalists here. We love Edward R. Murrow. Uh, we have a foreign section. Yeah. Old German beer drinking songs. <laughs> Any kind of party you could possibly exactly. want to have. Yeah, everybody wants to have that. Yeah. What's going on in Italy over here? Let me see yeah. what my people are up to. Whipped cream and other delights. Oh, this looks like one of my relatives. Like, uh, <laughs> we're out of Luke, who just turned 80 years old, <laughs> is our, our buddy Jane Fonda. I had that album. You did? <laughs> yes, my sister and I did. Oh, yes. my goodness. Yes. And my we favorite sure section is the strange and bizarre section here. There's a strange and bizarre section. <laughs> okay. Selling the sizzle. <laughs> <laughs> this talk has been oh, given 6,000 times to more than 2 million people. It's a talk. It's somebody's, it's like a TED talk. It's like a TED yeah, talk. Yeah, right. Back right. in the day. Yeah, for a salesman talk. I wonder, yeah. I wonder if there's anything applicable. Oh, there. <laughs> today, some of these are hilarious, some hilarious stuff. Oh, great. Train your bird to talk. Oh, cool. <laughs> Parakeets and parrots. Wow. That's freaking awesome. So yeah, because back in the day, where else yeah. were you going to get a lot of these things? You, could, yeah. you had to put them on vinyl, right? You know, how to get how to appointments get by telephone. <laughs> wow. So so sometimes you'll this buy these. I mean, occasionally you get them usually as an add-on. Yeah, it's usually in a, yeah, add -on. So yeah, in a box of records. Bought, yeah. And you'll just right. stick it in here. This is usually uh, Fred Schneider, the B-52's favorite, oh, favorite yeah. section. He loves this stuff. So he comes into or he's yeah. been in? Yeah. yeah. And the, uh, the world-famous Steve Sanders, yes. who is... I'll be dead now, but I'm he was happy now. at that point in his life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, when, when people buy these, do you, you know, when they bring them up to the register, do you ever, like, pass judgment? <laughs> or not pass judgment, but I just, try, yeah. just sort of, you know. Yeah. Sometimes people buy them as jokes, right? Yeah, people buy them as, like, right. uh, yeah. we try as a gift to, come in to, to their friends. Record case. Yeah, we're <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're selling them, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, we try not to be as rude as, like, the High Fidelity movie, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we don't have Jack Black working for us. <laughs> oh, it would be funny if you had Jack Black. He's never been here, has he? Yeah, he has it. Peter um, Allen. Yeah, the, the vocalist section. Oh, Peter Allen. Oh, well, that's part of the stairs. Peter Allen. These are kind of the classic. Yeah, the classic vocalist, the uh, Streisand, oh, my dad the Dakota Stat. Oh, my dad's favorite. How much is that in the window? That is a pose. Yeah. <laughs> Chest hair and all. And uh, tell you what, who's really big with uh, 
kids, uh, the millennial crowd, and Sinatra. Yeah. They still love Sinatra. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can find all kinds of things. And you got comedy. Yeah. You got comedy. Got Bill Cosby? Nothing like a Oh, heck yeah, Bill Cosby. A sound effects. What? Like for a Halloween party? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cheech and Chong. Gotta love some Cheech and Chong. Red Fox. Mom's Mabel. Lenny Bruce. Yeah. She was hilarious. Yeah, she was Classic Lenny Bruce. A Mom's Mabley. That's right. Bob Newhart. Still around. Yeah. You yeah. only have one Bob Newhart album, believe it or not. They fly they out go fast. They really do? They do fly out. Not, well, yep. not exactly. No, but you just only you only happen to have one right now. Time. Sometimes we'll have five or six. And my name, this is my friend, Rodney Dangerfield. Really? He's a man. No, okay. not a friend. Yeah, I'm just oh, the same oh, man. Right. No. I thought maybe you met him and... No, I never did have a chance to meet him. I've only yeah. seen his movies. Yeah. This is the room where I got lost for yeah, like an hour yeah. the last time I was here because... Yeah, what is this room? This is the singles room? The 45s. Yeah, 45s, yeah. Because, Rodney, didn't you grow up like... I bought lots of 45s. 45s? Yeah, that was like I, I was my a, first... I was a singles guy, so... Yeah, yeah. 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 My sister had sure. albums. I mean, when you're young, you don't have yeah. a lot of money, so you just... And you right. want to hear the hits. Exactly. So you, you, you buy the hits Which I guess again. isn't so different from now, you know... Oh, the way like, downloads are, yeah. You know, hitting, yeah, hitting right. download on iTunes or whatever true, for true. one song. Yeah, so it's kind but, of a different format, but kind, yeah. of, kind of the same, yeah. same idea. And Mark, now you guys are open six days a week, right? Yep. Close Monday through Saturday, 11 to 7. You're closed on Sunday. Closed on Sunday. Closed on Sunday. Our day of rest. Yes. Yeah. That's good <laughs> that you have one. One day to recover. <laughs> oh, exactly. Uh, about three or four. Yeah. I mean, you guys stay, you know, like... You're always moving. There's yeah. always stuff to... Always on our feet. Yeah, we don't stand around much <laughs> up here. No, yeah, we don't sit around playing like checkers. Let's see what's happening in and around Atlanta over the next 10 days. Nothing says autumn in Georgia like the annual Georgia Apple Festival. Happening over the course of two weekends and situated in a gorgeous North Georgia setting, this year's 47th festival includes a parade, a 5K run, the Apple Queen pageant, arts and crafts displays, hundreds of vendors, and, of course, loads of apples. Eat one fresh from the tree or try out a fried pie or some delicious cider. The Georgia Apple Festival happens on October 13th and 14th and October 20th and 21st. Festival admission is $5, but it's free for ages 10 and younger. It's all centered at the Ella J. Lions Club Fairgrounds in Ella J. Head to georgiaapplefestival.org for directions and more info. If you love food, Historic Fourth Ward Park is the place to be October 19th through the 21st. That's where you'll find the annual Taste of Atlanta celebration. You'll find more than 90 restaurants offering up tasty treats, along with chefs and hospitality experts demonstrating their skills on three separate stages and leading classes. The barcraft competition culminates in the naming of the winning mixologist. There's a kickoff party at 6.30 p.m. to 11 p.m. on October 19th, which is ages 21 and older only, and admission to that is $85. The rest of the fest happens noon to 6 p.m. October 20th and 21st, with admission set at $25 and $75. Don't miss Taste of Atlanta at historic Fourth Ward Park, easily accessible from the east side trail of the Atlanta Beltline. Get all the details at www.tasteofatlanta.com. Soulful British singer Lisa Stansfield, best known for the massive 1989 worldwide hit All Around the World, has been steadily touring and recording in the many years since that breakthrough. But not so much here in the U.S., She's back this fall with a 14-city tour that comes on the heels of the April release of her eighth studio album, Deeper, 
which made an impressive chart showing in her native UK, as well as in Germany and Austria. Don't miss Lisa Stansfield at Center Stage in Midtown at 8 p.m. on October 18th. Tickets for that show are $35 to $135, and you can find those at centerstage-atlanta.com. Looking for something that combines scares with singing? How about a stage musical version of the Sam Raimi film, The Evil Dead, which takes us to a cabin in the woods for some spectacularly horrifying paranormal activity? Evil Dead the Musical ups the comedy factor, which is already present in the film, and it makes for a campier take on blood and guts horror. Marietta's Out of Box Theater is staging the show for the third year, and if you're feeling adventurous, there's the up-close-and-personal Splatter Zone seating. The show continues at Out of Box Theater's home at the Artisan Resource Center on Cobb Parkway in Marietta through October 20th. Those tickets are $37 to $47, and you can get all the details at outofboxtheater.com. For more things to do around Metro Atlanta, head to accessatlanta.com. Our senior editor is Nicole Smith, podcast edited by Ryan Horn, audio captured by William Thweet, music by Bo Emerson and Billy Guin, and I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more Access Atlanta.